Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Magic Podcast. Seth Green is a five-time best-selling author, speaker, and nationally recognized direct response marketing expert who is CEO of one of the fastest-growing direct response marketing firms in the country. To get free access to a download of his new book, Podcast Marketing Magic, and a free live training webinar that will show you how you can use a podcast to attract new customers and referrals like magic, simply register at www.ultimatemarketingmagician.com. On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Welcome to the Direct Response Podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing Rada Kuchibatla of NextGen Infrastructure Solutions. Rada, thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate it. Happy to do it. All right, let's go back in time a little bit because I know you weren't always, you didn't start out as the genius data scientist and infrastructure that you have become. How did you get started? Yeah, so so I see that more and more organizations, right, they, they actually spend tremendous amount of time going through, you know, all kinds of data, structured, unstructured, you know, there's a lot of information that sort of gets lost, in, you know, in the emails, and whatnot. So there's all this, you know, we are always about taking care of our clients. So when you have humongous amount of data, we need to be able to really understand exactly what that data is saying and what our clients are saying through what channel. And I think we, we, we have to do the best thing for our clients. So I felt that that is the kind of field where I can make tremendous amount of impact. You know, to be able to really glean some of the real-time you know, insights, and then translate them into actions. Absolutely. Now, you have done some incredible work uh, for State Street um, as well as some other major financial services and other major companies. Um, talk yeah. a little bit about how your career has evolved. Yeah. So, I mean, I have over 30 years of experience in IT. I managed all aspects of IT, you know, information technology. I started out as a programmer. I could code in multiple languages. You know, really kind of building the applications where where I can really help out the business, right? And um, you know, I had a lot of interest in terms of working with big business because you know I was a very strong believer that any product that that we happen to produce, we need to understand it very very well. And once we understand it, once we are aware in the shoes of the customer or the user using the product, then we'll be able to design a better solution. It, to me, it won't matter what type of a you know language are you using, what type of cloud system, what type of infrastructure, and whatnot. The bottom line is, is the you know end end client, right? End client or the customer or the or the business. Do they have the service when they need? And are they happy with the service? And are we adding value? I mean, not, not just offering them the service that they want, but are we really being that type, you know that type of a strategic partner? And can we, you know, glean out some of the 
you know, some of the advancements that the client may not be aware of and, you know, help them incorporate it in, in their business so that it can save them a tremendous amount of time, you know, from, from the offside. So so from that angle, I have gone through all aspects of IT, operations, infrastructure, you know, resilience, and now I'm also into the data science area. Absolutely. It's, I mean, you've had such an incredible journey of leading high-performance global teams. I mean, you're talking about setting up large global data centers and offshore operations. Talk a little right. bit about how you manage those teams of people all over the world and coordinate their efforts to deliver at such a high rate. Absolutely. So the key thing, right, it's all up to the leadership. So to me, I follow both the bottoms-up, you know, leadership, right? I mean, we have to really understand. We need to be able to communicate the strategy. It's almost like an organizational change management. I mean, when you, when you sort of do any, you know, lead any of the organizations, you have to be able to communicate your, your strategy and vision, right? I mean, what is it that we are doing and why are we doing it? And, you know, how do you think that uh, that, that we plan on doing it? And get the buy-in, you know, be able to come, you know, I mean, be able to communicate it effectively and get their buy-in. And maybe there are other ways of achieving the goal in a slightly different way and a much faster way and, and more efficient way, so, right? So involve the teams and get them as part of the, you know, part of the roadmap. Um, and second thing is really build that level of, you know, innovative, supportive type of, you know, type, you know, type of culture. And I would say the third thing is really lead by example. I mean, you know, you be, you be that anchor. Be able to demonstrate and say, hey, you know what, by, by doing this, see the kind of impact that we are making. And by this, we if we can cut our job by about 50%, then we can do other things, more strategic things, right, as opposed to doing these mundane things where we will have the ability to gain some additional skills and we'll be more marketable and we'll do really well. We'll, we'll actually have some additional budget. So so I think all these all these are important. Lead by example, strategy, and organizational influence, and then uh, flawless execution. I mean, you know, only if you have strategy, that's, that's not enough, right? You need to be able to follow a sort of flawless execution. And, you know, setting the expectations of the team and really giving them the opportunities to blossom. So those are the kinds of things that I've always followed. That makes a lot of sense. What do you wish you knew when you started that you know now? Well, when I started, I wish, you know, one thing that I would have, would have been, you know, I would have been pretty excited about is, I mean, I, you know, when I started, I was so excited about the technology, I want to learn the new technologies and whatnot. I've been very fascinated with so many different ways and, you know, for a, you know, for a simple thing, I want to really do it in the most elegant and most, you know, leading their technologies. And, and I wish I knew that, you know, yes, it it does matter in terms of reliability and stability. I wish I knew that reliability, stability, and uh, that is more, more important than the edge and leading edge, you know, technology. To me, you have to build a product where the customer will enjoy and cherish and, you know, you know, be able to gain the value 
as opposed to you can build it in the most uh, sophisticated technology, but if it won't, won't work, you know, as for the interest of the client or their, or their liking, it has absolutely no meaning. So I wish I learned that little, little soon, sooner in my life. That makes a lot of sense. What do you like best about your business? Excuse me? What is what now? What do you like best about your business? Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I enjoy it. I mean, it's all about my passion. It, to me, this is a place where I can fulfill my passion and my talent, and I see values. You know, I see that there's a tremendous amount of value everywhere. So, so that's what is it's all about. To me, I'm I'm, I'm actually very passionate about. And ability. I mean, IT is the business. Business is IT. So people really talk about IT and business almost like a separate separate departments. To me, I think there is much more convergence happening. So the bottom line is that we have to very effectively communicate and really be in one team. Absolutely. What I mean, you you achieved so many so much success working for such large companies. What do you attribute your success to? I would attribute my success to a fantastic team, because yes, you know what you can you can be a good visionary and whatnot, but 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 you have the support of your team, uh, of your team of your leadership of your of your support of your You can't really do much, right? I mean, so the thing is, I'm always very thankful. Uh, for the team that I've always built, I've always had, and I've always been given. So again, the you know, to me, the ability is to really communicate. Again, it comes back to being honest and being very open, and setting the expectations so that they know exactly what my thought process is, and you know, and uh, you know, be able to effectively, effectively buy in, right? You know, get get their buy in for a better way of implementation. So so I think you know it sort of goes two ways. I would say I would I would attribute my success to 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 the team. Yeah, absolutely. I think that I think that makes a lot of sense. Um with all the success you've achieved, what's your biggest challenge now? The biggest challenge right now is that obviously um, <laughs> there are too many I mean, too many things happening at once. When I say, I mean, again, this is what is obviously expected in such a large, complex environment. You know, there are multiple, you know, diverse. They are offsetting each other. So meaning, yes, you do want to build a fantastic product. At the same time, the product has to be secure. At the same time, the product has to perform. The product has to be available, agile. You know, at the same time, you have to build the functionality. At the same time, you need to be able to govern the data, right? I mean, to me, the governance, the data governance, the access control, the whole KYC, right? You know, know, know your customer, be able to monitor some of these transactions. So so it's a multifaceted uh, uh, issue, right? I mean, the, for example, there's so many third-platform data technologies happening that you have, you have cloud infrastructure. So it's all about security, how... Effectively, to me, again, it's not just enough to build a good product that sort of works for for clients, but how secure is it? Are we able to monitor if we do get audited by internal audit, audit or external audit? Are we able to demonstrate 
that we have the proper controls in place, that we have, pro- you know, we have proper policies in place, and that we are able to provide the evidence that we are, the, the, that we are able to pass all of our, uh, uh, you know, all all of our checks. So, so that that's the biggest challenge that uh, I, would, I would say that I have. With all that is constantly changing um, in regards to IT and technology, how do you stay on top of it all? Bottom line is you you know you have to pick your top top three. You have to pick your top three. I mean, you cannot if you're trying to focus on everything at once. That is obviously not going to going to happen. So, so I think I think the bottom line is understand. Understand exactly what, for example, compliance it has to be in, in the top three. Security, reliability, agility, availability has to be in, in your top, right? And bottom line is, you know, to and, and then the third one is ability to understand the market and be able to help your customers and producing a fantastic product is obviously there. Of course, after that, you can certainly talk about some of the efficiencies, how best can you provide the process and whatnot. So so I think, you know, again, you have to have a good prioritization. You have to have a plan. We have to, you have to, you know, be, I mean, have a, I mean, think long term, think big, but start small and execute it. Do uh, a few things at a time, make sure that you sort of celebrate it. And then, you know, I would say make sure that you celebrate the cycles success, and then just keep on moving. What are three of the best books you've ever read that have had the most impact on your work? I would say there is one book that's called Inside the Tornado. I'm Crossing the Chasm. Those are the two that I think are fantastic. I mean, they're, they're by spectacular books. And the third thing that I would say is Jack Welch winning. You know, he, he sort of gave some fundamental principles there and whatnot. So these are the three books that I would I would effectively uh, okay that they're, they're really, they, they really they demonstrate uh, what it is. And of course, I do, I do like the Dale Carnegie's uh, principles in terms, you know, in terms of management that they have a, you know, they, I think they, you know, very recently that they had this golden book that they that they had it out there, and uh, to me, I think some of those principles, uh, to me, that that makes a lot of, uh, you know, you know, huge huge amount of sense, and I always and I also use the John Porter's principles of, uh, you know, change management. I, and and I use I use his his philosophy as well as his methodology every day. What uh, who is an ideal client for you? An ideal client is somebody who is able to recognize the value that our organization is able to provide. I mean. I mean, the thing is, then you know, be somebody who is actually willing to give me an opportunity, so that we can then demonstrate whether our experience, you know, whether our experience, our services really match their their needs. So, so essentially, someone to really give us the opportunity, so that we can then demonstrate what what we have, 
And you know, also somebody who who has an open mind uh, to to talk very openly of some of their burning issues, so that we can then at least come back with some alternatives. And what is the first step you would want them to take? Speak to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, just talk to me. Just talk. I mean, just talk to me and have me over. Just, you know, even for a coffee or an on-site, on-site, uh, you know, interview or on-site, on-site meeting. Absolutely no obligations and no, no, you know, no strings attached. It is just, just to have an informal conversation so that we can then kind of understand, uh, you know, how we can help each other. I mean, that's the kind of philosophy that I'm taking into me. I wouldn't say it is cheery or I wouldn't say it is it is boring or, uh, you know, to me, I mean, the client, I mean, the, their revenue or their earnings or what it is, that is not going to uh, say say that I'm going to work with this client and that client. I'm I'm here to support any of, any of my clients. Okay. Um, what else would you like to share that I didn't think to ask you? Oh, one one thing that I would say is that we we have come under somewhat of record in terms of delivering, uh, you know, a lot of financial, uh, pro, you know, products in a in a large scale environment. A uh, lot of experience in terms of IT, global IT ops using the follow follow the sun strategy, meaning there are various reasons and whatnot. So you can certainly support support the best of the talent during the daylight hours in that region as well as other 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 regions so that that, it, that you are able to provide an excellent support. And um, you know, I, I would say that's I mean that's where our core confidence lies. Okay. Um fascinating interview. I've got pages of notes. I'm sure our listeners do too. Uh we thank everybody for listening and this has been Seth Green and we thank uh Rada Kuchibatla, so much, NextGen Infrastructure Solutions, LLC. Um, we greatly appreciate you taking your very valuable time and spending some of it with us. Absolutely, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Seth. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.